0: So there's this theory about the Titanic, the Mm. ship that sank.
1: No way, really?
0: Yeah, and apparently there was a lot of people on the ship. Did you know how many people were on that ship?
1: I heard there was a lot of people, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and this is my brain after literally a few minutes of using TikTok. Yeah every video is like this it's like the host organically talks like this all the time super animated the whole episode talk really quickly too and then they immediately almost as if it's scripted but it's not scripted at all it's very I organic promise,
1: guys i promise it's not scripted
0: yeah, make sure to respond as soon as i'm done talking and say exactly what the audience thinking what they're thinking about and don't forget to look me in the eye when you say it too to make it look organic because this is the podcast
1: Mom, pick me up. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. Oh,
0: you crazy. Oh, crazy? You want to be crazy? I saw you slightly! Like no no Listen,
1: I don't know about these other guys, but we are like a superhero. You no? Know? We're like da, 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 da. We're not crazy! Everybody knows you never go full retard. Muhammad is the most commonly used name on
0: earth. Read a fucking book for one. Did you get that memo? Yeah, I got the memo. Picasso is dead! Walt Disney is dead. I'm dead. Steve Jobs is dead. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Welcome to the Mental Recall Podcast. What's up, guys, and welcome back to episode number forty. The big 4-0 of the Mentally Gone Podcast. My name is Callie Lacerda. And I
1: am Gabriella Lopes.
0: And you might have noticed a different format basing off of the thumbnail, right? When you click this video, when you're watching or listening to this on your uh, preferred podcasting, podcast streaming app. Um, we decided to do something a little different with this podcast. Uh, I, I don't know if we should state what we're doing or if we should just do it, but I guess we should state it.
1: Well, yeah, basically what we're going to do is that we're going to touch on like one big topic Mm -hmm. for each episode and then it's just going to be a bunch of theories on that one topic for each episode and we want to do it every day. So every day,
0: every weekday,
1: every weekday, so five days a week, you will get a topic heavy
0: centric episode
1: podcast right and it'll have a bunch of theories and a bunch of like information unraveled in there
0: about one topic right and then obviously sprinkled around this one topic will be just personal anecdotes um commentary maybe a smaller conspiracy thrown in there if it relates to the bigger theme but the goal is to do this because um if you've been listening to us for a while if you if you if you've been following the mentally gone journey for a while you've noticed that we've been doing more of the mentally gone daily episodes than we have been doing these video format ones. And we found that the mentally gone daily ones were like, we we were already expending a certain amount of energy and time and and investing it into those episodes that, that were, for the most part, audio only, that we just figured, like, why not just put a little more energy into just doing a video format? Because yeah. the difference from the energy spent on the Mentally Gone daily episodes that were all audio only to these, like the difference is very small. So that gap, you know, like we just closed it.
1: It's just me putting on makeup.
0: Yeah. And That's it's me putting on a hat and a hoodie. <laughs> like you guys are tired of seeing this guy with a beard who talks like a crazy person who acts insane wax mentally gone maybe yeah that's
1: the only difference though really like yeah
0: so but then and
1: and it's not like news articles like we're not just reading things off like we're doing this which is more fun for us you know
0: i didn't sign up to be a freaking news anchor no offense to any news anchors out there but that's not my passion in life
1: and also it was like we we haven't been able to like consistently (laughs) do our podcast because we're always worried about like what we're going to fit in on that episode and then kind of going with current news and stuff. And so then we end up neglecting it and then focusing on the daily, which is what we ended up doing.
0: Right. And now
1: this gives us an opportunity to really focus on conspiracies, which we love to do. And, and we know
0: you guys love conspiracies yeah, too. so
1: and, and, and also be able to post those on our platform so that, so that you guys could watch it there. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Yeah. So this is literally the starting no, the start of something new uh cue the disney uh song <laughs> start of something. something new is that the one i don't start know which of one I'm
1: yeah it's high school mu- i've never watched high school musical but yeah it's high school musical i think
0: yeah and then the last uh piece of housekeeping that i will do before we jump into our main juicy topic um is just to say that for us to be able to do these daily we are it's impossible for us to become experts on every single topic that we're going to touch. And so as a result, we are going to be relying heavily on just articles and things that we research and that we've like watched videos the morning leading up to each daily episode. And we're going to just base the, the, the podcast episodes off of that information that we've assimilated in that small window of time. And so it's inevitable that we're going to leave certain information out and you guys are more than Welcome to fill in those gaps and to correct any misinformation that we may be uh, spreading.
1: Fact check. Yeah,
0: fact check us in the comment section, but do it in a in a friendly manner. Come on, like we're all civilized here. You I know?
1: know, right? We're all, literally, we're all civilized human beings.
0: But that's just to say, um, always remind yourself of the title of the name of the podcast that you're listening to. It's called Mentally Gone for a Reason and we are not experts we are not you know like we didn't go to school uh to the university of conspiracies and we are trying our best and we're always going to give our unique spin on everything yeah yeah
1: and then the last thing i wanted to say too before we really jump in is that if you couldn't tell by our intro um we we notice a lot of like uh, videos sometimes when we're scrolling like it comes off so like
0: Unorganic, yeah, like inor-
1: inorganic. I think it's unorganic <laughs> mentally, <gone laughs> here,
0: huh? What are you grammar gonna of
1: police it? over here, <clears throat> but to yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't know it, but my point is that you don't have to worry about that here,
0: yeah. Look, what she's trying to say is that on TikTok, if you're scrolling and we consume a lot of like informative content on TikTok. So it's inevitable that a lot of podcasts pop up and we see, and again, no shade per se, and we're not going to mention any specific podcasts, but there are a lot of podcasts out there, which are exactly how we did our like um, animated enactment at the beginning of the episode, like they're literally like that every single video. Yeah, every single it's post. like
1: always having a response to the thing that the person is saying. Yeah. So you just saying that right now and then me going like, no way. Yeah. It's like, my point is that like, I feel like a podcast is meant to be an organic conversation and Mm -hmm. not meant to be like orchestrated so that you can get a TikTok clip off of. Because then it just feels like you're doing it like to kind of extort views and stuff. And I'm not like I'm not for that. Like I'd rather us just do it the way that we do it and then post it as a clip. And if people like the information, like the information. So people have commented on like how slowly I speak, but I'm not going to change that because you want me to talk like these uh rabbit hoppers you know whatever on tiktok like
0: yeah what she's saying too is that we're normal human beings
1: yeah i'm not on drugs (laughs) right
0: right and and these people like by default you can notice that it's very scripted it's like it's undoubtedly scripted and what's wild to me is that these are usually like popular YouTube channels like they like these TikTokers become YouTubers and they transition to that platform and a lot of people consume the full length episode even though it's that same vibe it's just it comes off so disingenuous to me it's like it's not real yeah it's not really like no human being talks like that all the time like hyper energy all the time to keep your attention because you have the attention span of a squirrel like that's yeah. what they're telling the audience it's like you're so dumb that we have to play oh, look at me look at me
1: Yeah, like explain it to me like I'm five kind of thing. You know. So this
0: is a podcast for mature people, people who have a mature mindset, a mature way of looking at life, people who have have actually experienced life and gone through shit to a point where they realize that you have to be yourself and they understand who they are as a person.
1: Yeah, or you could be immature. I'm pretty immature.
0: Yeah, she's pretty (laughs) immature. But yeah.
1: Let's get right into the thing that we really are going to talk about, which is the, the juicy, the yes. Titanic and the Titan, right? The Titan. It's it's um, basically child uh, submarine, which, thing. the child
0: of the Titanic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we want to talk about the obvious thing that everybody's talking about, but we want to add a different flair to it. Uh, we will be going into the most popular conspiracy theories regarding the Titanic and the sinking of the original ship back in 1912. We will be discussing that. Um, We will be giving our opinions on which ones we believe, which ones are plausible, which ones are possibly not true, and just product of myth and time and legend. And we just want to quickly start by saying that the obvious thing, right, the elephant in the room, the uh, tragedy that occurred recently where the submarine called the Titan uh, which is owned by the company ocean gate uh, recently imploded on itself which is wild concept to think about like imagine you're stuck inside of a tube of a tube right made of I think he said it's made of um, composite materials so it's like multiple different materials which is one of the reasons why James Cameron the director of avatar and director of the original film um, uh, Titanic he went on multiple Multiple.
1: Multiple. Multiple.
0: Uh multiple news outlets. And he gave his kind of like his his diagnosis of what went wrong. And I was kind of taken aback too. I was like, why is this Hollywood movie director, you know, being the spokesperson, the the specialist in submarines or whatever? And why is he like plastered on every news outlet? But turns out the guy knows his submarines because he spent a lot of time Burning. underwater learning analyzing the ship itself the shipwreck and he also spent a lot of time underwater apparently um in developing avatar 2 which i haven't seen yet
1: yeah the way of water which yeah. it's literally called but
0: right and so um apparently like, just imagine that right so so i did a deep dive on the ceo of ocean gate uh, uh his name stockton is
1: stockton rush
0: stockton rush right mm-hmm. this guy in the interviews that I've seen, he has like, he's such a character, such a personality. He has such an ego to him that I was just like, no wonder this thing imploded upon itself. Like it was a disaster from the start. Every time the interviewer would ask him a question, he would, he would compare himself to these geniuses and like these, these huge Uh, incredible inventors of our time like Steve Jobs, Elon Musk he said that his submarine was the equivalent uh, uh, was, no, he said that his submarine was the same as the iPhone and that other submarine manufacturers were the Blackberry of their craft, you know, like they were antiquated is what he was implying Yeah, he said that he was the, the pioneer or at least the frontman uh, leading this charge um, when it comes to just ocean exploration. And then he compared himself to Elon Musk and SpaceX. He said that he's the SpaceX of the ocean and that and that his like epiphany moment came when he realized that the ocean is the universe. Yeah. That that's the true space exploration is the ocean.
1: And you know what's funny is he... There was a video of him talking about like the construction of the submersible or whatever people are calling it i thought it was just a submarine but i guess it's a submersible yeah. i don't know what the difference is tomato, Again, tomato. i don't know i'm not well informed in this area but he was saying that there the the like um windows or whatever were made out of like plexiglass so they were yeah. like flexible or something and that it could flex like when entering the titanic wreckage yeah that it would like um bend a three quarters of an inch or something Mm -hmm. and that this was supposed to be like an advanced thing and whatever else but then at the end of the video well at the end of the clip of this video he pointed out that the plexiglass would signal if the submarine was going to fail basically implode oh my god by beginning to like crackle and and crack
0: mm. and so
1: that that would be like a warning and and he literally said it would be a warning that it would fail
0: oh my god yeah it's, it's like no and, and not to mention that he was controlling the submarine using a 25 dollar control <laughs> video game controller yeah like literally a third party xbox pc microsoft controller to oh. control the submarine
1: I look like some GameCube thing. I don't even know what that thing was.
0: <laughs> right, but um, so I didn't really pick up because my brain doesn't really like um, assimilate uh, school-related stuff anymore. I think it's just because I failed. That's like I failed in high school, and then and then my brain is just now on this anti-authority, just refuses to 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 listen to any like s- school stuff, right? Like uh, physics and chemistry and all that shit, but. In an, um, in an interview, James Cameron said, James Cameron spoke like a true scientist, by the way. Like that guy seems smart. Either he's smart as shit or he memorized a bunch of like texts and scripts and whatever before, you know, presenting himself on all these news outlets. But beside the point, he said that the reason why it imploded is because the method that this, this um, CEO was using was combining multiple elements to create this one submersible this one submarine and that usually the industry standard is using one type of material to kind of morph and shape the submarine and usually they don't even have glass for a reason like they use cameras to see what's outside and so he said that because there's like the um i think he called it a composite or a yeah i think it's a composite structure or outfit, he said, the, uh, the different types of materials, the molecules of these materials, they interact in a way that's not cohesive. It's not organic. Mm. And so there's friction there. And so in that friction, it creates instability on a molecular level that led to it not being able to hold itself underwater that's or under so pressure. That's crazy. Right. And then supposedly, which, which they mentioned this In one of the news outlets, like, super briefly, they said that NASA supervised the construction of this submarine, of this new technology. But they just briefly said it because they didn't want to, like, put, like, throw NASA under the bus. Yeah,
1: because then, you know, like, the funding that NASA receives, and then just imagine, like, people would would kind of, like, protest, you know?
0: But I just found that super interesting because they briefly mentioned it, but then nobody ever talked about it ever again. But then... My final point is that oh excuse me. My final point is that they used um OceanGate used carbon fiber.
1: Oh. And
0: that's the big mistake apparently. It's like you're not supposed to use carbon fiber. I don't
1: know what submarines are supposed to be made out of.
0: I have no idea like, either. <laughs> Again, I just learned everything this morning while I was at the gym like I was just listening and watching videos.
1: Um but what's interesting is that Stockton Rush like the I was thinking like, how, how wasn't this planned? Like, just like the Titanic, right? They didn't have enough lifeboats. So like, apparently the Titanic, the amount of lifeboats that they had, which I think was like 20 or something, could only hold like less than half of the passengers that were on the ship. Yes. And so my question is like, shouldn't there have been, you know, like a plan of action to take in the case that something went wrong? Mm. You know, like oxygen masks, like oxygen tanks to somehow swim up. Like, I don't know. I really don't know how that stuff works. But I was, like, questioning these things. And then it's interesting because he didn't want to have people who were actually, like, skilled and talented and had, like, expertise and knowledge Mm -hmm. in these things because they are a bunch of, like, 50-year-old white males. Those were his words. Yeah. He didn't want to hire a bunch of 50-year-old white guys yeah. like other submarine companies because he wanted his team to be inspirational.
0: Yeah, and he kept calling himself an outlier. Again, this guy is insane in the head like his ego is the size of the ocean.
1: And then and then <laughs> ironically he ends up ri- like risking those people's lives because he lacked the knowledge and expertise needed to do a uh, a trip like this you know yeah. mm-hmm. it, especially underwater it's crazy yeah. and then the five passengers on board which is interesting too and i do want to get into that later but it was the ocean gate ceo stockton rush a french mariner i don't know what a mariner is that's like a marine R-
0: mariner i think
1: oh mariner i don't know i don't know how to uh, say uh paul henry Nargela or whatever British businessman and explorer Hamish Harding, Pakistani businessman Shahzada Dawood, and Dawood's son, Salomein Dawood. Mm. So super interesting. And they're
0: all wealthy, too, because one ticket onto this submarine is $250,000. What? Yep. $250,000 for a do-it-yourself submarine, essentially. It's like the guy just pieced it together. And during an interview, the uh, reporter asked the CEO of OceanGate, he said, so basically, you just get a bunch of pieces and you put it all together yourself? And then he said, yeah.
1: And you know what's crazy? There was a video that came out, and it was of them like seeing the Titanic wreckage, like seeing the Titanic, Mm -hmm. and... And they were watching it through the window or whatever. And the window shows like there were droplets of water.
0: Mm, condensation.
1: Coming it like, no, inside oh, of shit. the submarine. So yeah. there was already like cracks, I think, yeah in the window plexiglass thing that he was like bragging about. Mm-hmm. And that already was like their signal that it was going to implode, which is so crazy.
0: It's so wild to me. And... Uh- Again, like this is just one thing that I wanted to point out about human behavior, which again, watching multiple interviews with the CEO and all the people involved and the people on his uh, payroll, you can tell that as humans, all it takes, like humans are stupid. Like I'm a human, I can say that. Like human beings are dumb. They are easily manipulated, easily deceived, and easily convinced. All you have to do is just throw a bunch of words, show some form of credential. This guy, I think he went to um, Princeton. He, The the owner of OceanGate, he's like highly qualified on paper. Like he has like a, a bunch of credentials, Ivy League schools. Uh, he was an aerospace engineer, something like that. Damn. And, ma- and that's how he established a connection with NASA, I guess, with a few friends from college, who knows. But my point is like, All of the passengers and this wasn't his first time taking people down to like to the Titanic. He's done it a bunch of times successfully. Like this is the first time that it just went wrong. But my point is like he sold it to every single person. He got a million dollars per trip, essentially, because it's five people inside of there, him included. So it's four people, a million dollars, a quick trip in the ocean. He puts all the things together. It's a do-it-yourself submarine, and 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 everybody just just happily gave this guy money, like they gave him two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And my point is, like, it. I I feel bad, but at the same time, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for rich people who don't put in the the needed amount of research. And I know that sounds super fucked up. But at the same time, I think that that's like being real. It's like, if I'm going to space, and I find a company that calls themselves the better SpaceX, but the guy gets pieces for his rocket ship from a junkyard across the street, and says that it's completely safe, and that it's a new technology that he's been experimenting with, and that it's not certified by any Official arm of the government, any institution, like no official certification. And he says, Yeah, just give me a million dollars, uh, 500,000, and I'll take you to the moon. It's like, I'm not gonna get in your fucking ship, dude. The yeah. fuck? Like, I'm calling Elon Musk and offering him four times the price to freaking go to Mars if I want, you know? Yeah,
1: but but it's crazy to think about because, um, another thing that I saw was that the Navy caught like an audio footage. Of the, of the submarine imploding, and it was super scary. Yeah, like it's so it literally sounds like a bomb underwater. Yeah, some some crazy shit like that.
0: James Cameron said that he knew the moment he heard about that noise, that loud bang that happened, which was by the way days before an official press release of like reporting on what actually happened of the submarine imploding and everybody dying days before. James Cameron said that he already knew that they were gone.
1: Yeah. And he
0: said that he sent multiple emails out to everybody he knows within that industry saying that they're gone, they're dead. But he said that he didn't want to come out and vocalize it because it would be very um, he said that it would come off as like malicious intent because there was already like an ongoing story that was feeding false hope not only to the world but to the families
1: and they always do that right where it's like they they they're struggling to find like information or Mm -hmm. or or evidence or whatever of what's happening and then they have to like kind of disguise it with like this hopeful story where it's like oh don't worry they still have 40 hours we're gonna do our best All of our resources, we're going to do, we're going to try to figure it out. And meanwhile, like during that time, it had most likely already imploded.
0: This is why I don't think we would stand any chance against an alien invasion. (laughs) Yeah. Because think about the amount of time that it took for a response to wealthy individuals, you know, like really wealthy men, white men, aside from the Pakistani guy, yeah, but white men, white influential and wealthy men, the time it took to respond to that. Imagine if like spacecrafts just freaking submerge in the ocean and just, you know, just like started dominating our ocean floors, or maybe they already have. And we just, the government just doesn't want to deal with it. It's like, it's so crazy because we, we often see ourselves as being like super technologically advanced as a species. And we, you know, hold our government to this high acclaim and to this high pedestal and we like worship and we're scared. Oh my god, like we have such a powerful military complex, industrial complex. We pour trillions into it. But we can't freaking like coordinate to to find the people in the ocean and help them get out. Yeah. Quickly. Like freaking send jets and divers and whatever the fuck you need to do it's I don't like it's, understand it's wild even if you force the people that you save to pay for that operation like they can afford it you know
1: and you see that with like kidnappings too where it's like oh like if they're not found within the 72 hours or whatever the window is yeah it's like you know they, there's they not really up. much we can do yeah well so we're still loud. gonna keep trying but then are they really still trying oh, it's so you know bullshit. how much are they trying And what's interesting is you're mentioning like that they're wealthy people on that submarine. And the one I wanted to point out specifically was the British billionaire explorer, by the way. So this Mm. guy's a billionaire and the one that goes by the name Hamish Harding. And it's interesting because people are already trying to figure out like what, what, like who and what wanted to get rid of this man and for what reason
0: yeah just like the the wealthy man from pakistani he was the wealthiest man or one of the wealthiest man men in pakistani really is that in pakistan
1: in (laughs) In pakistani (laughs) so he
0: was one of the wealthiest men in pakistan
1: yeah and
0: so it makes sense again which we're going to tie into and maybe like segue already into the whole titanic thing it's very similar the stories and even james cameron while being interviewed recently about the submarine incident he said that the 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 um Contrast? No, not the contrast. That the comparison is uncanny, like the resemblance between the two events. Yeah, uncanny it's resemblance. It's literally
1: like they call—they're calling it the Titan, or they called it the Titan because it, yeah. because of its connection to the Titanic. Oh, man,
0: it's so wild. And
1: so there's more layers to that connection.
0: Yep.
1: Um. But yeah, let's get into. It. I want to see what you got. What right. kind of stuff?
0: So we're gonna do it by like topic and then just dive into each kind of point right so the first one is going to be a conspiracy that links the titanic sinking to the creation of the federal reserve mm-hmm. right and essentially it starts like this right john jacob astor the fourth who was a prominent american businessman he was a real estate builder, investor, inventor, writer, lieutenant in the Spanish-American War, and a prominent member of the Astor family. Uh, he he just happened to be one of the wealthiest men in the world, right?
1: I think the wealthiest man in the world at the time.
0: At the time, yeah, maybe. And then, um, so it was him, Benjamin Guggenheim, who was an American businessman. Uh, and member of the affluent Guggenheim family known for their ventures in mining and smelting. And then Isidore Strauss, a German-born American businessman, co-owned Macy's department stores with his brother Nathan, right? And then so all three of these men, according to the conspiracy theory, had expressed opposition to the creation of a centralized banking system and the creation of the Federal Reserve.
1: That would get rid of gold.
0: Right, exactly. And this Federal Reserve um, initiative, the creation of the Federal Reserve was led by...
1: J.P. Morgan. J.P.
0: Morgan, which is just happens to be one of the biggest banks in America.
1: Yeah. And also, um, like I read that J.P. Morgan, along with John Rockefeller and the Rothschilds were all like in favor of the centralized banking system.
0: Of course, because it would consolidate their financial yeah. position. And, their that the,
1: and that John Jacob Astor was the threat,
0: right. you know? Yeah. And
1: yeah, anyways, continue. But. All
0: three of these men w- could could have leveraged their influence and wealth to oppose this create the creation of the federal reserve and make it that much more difficult right, right? and so they stood in the way
1: Whoop! Whoop. burps mouth breather i'm kidding <laughs> coffee
0: burps so all three men according to the conspiracy theory had expressed opposition to the to the creation of the federal reserve their unfortunate deaths on the titanic according to this theory cleared the path for the passing of the Federal Reserve Act on December 23rd, 1913. One year after the Titanic sank, the Federal Reserve was created. And it just so happened to sink with the three most powerful and influential men of the time who were strongly against the creation of a centralized banking system. Yeah,
1: and after the fact, right, when the Federal Reserve like uh, system was passed and began, John Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, and Rothschild became the three wealthiest men right. in the world.
0: Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and what's even more wild to me is that J.P. Morgan himself had booked a ticket <clears throat> on the Titanic, and he just canceled, happened yeah. to decide moments, I think, on the day of... Getting on the ship, he decided to just stay wherever he was a little longer. And Mm -hmm. so he just decided to not get on the ship.
1: And the interesting thing is that J.P. Morgan actually funded... The construction and the building of the Titanic.
0: Right. No, no. He owned yeah. the cruise line. I think it's White Star Cruise Line.
1: I, I'm not sure the name, but yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. He. So how it works, like how these rich people get around all these like things is that they find loopholes, financial loopholes. And so he owned the holding company, apparently, that owned another company that owned the cruise line, the company that owned the titanic, titanic yeah. olympus and there was a third one too i forgot the name of the third one
1: i'm not sure <coughs> either i never heard of the third one actually
0: yeah um olympus no no it's <laughs> olympic, olympic yeah. yeah olympic titanic and there was a and third britannic one. Or britannic yeah yeah yes i think yep that one all right so going back to the thing right so this theory rests on the presumption that these influential men, had they survived, could have exerted their power and wealth to prevent the act from passing forward. The exact nature of their opposition, however, is often glossed over with no surviving statements or evidence pointing to their stance on the Federal Reserve. And then again, like that's how people usually just uh, brush off things as conspiracies. They're like, oh, but where's the evidence? But you have to think of this, right? Think about Jeffrey Epstein. This is kind of like random but think about Jeffrey Epstein. If, if, if the powers that be were able to pull that off of what happened to him, then to think that back in the day when there was less exposure, less way of getting information, of accessing information, of finding the truth, you would, you would really think that life was just so perfectly square. Everybody yeah. was so, you know, just played by the rules. Every it was literally the wild west for rich, like super wealthy people. Like they could do whatever they wanted. They could kill an entire town of people, and nobody would blink. Bad it, an bad eye. And I, yeah. yeah. They would get away super unscathed. And so <clears throat> to me, it's not far-fetched at all. But okay, so just um finishing up with this, right? Uh let me see here. What do I got here? What do I got here?
1: And the interesting thing is that it being orchestrated where jp morgan was able to escape Mm -hmm. aborting the like going on board of the titanic ship and then the titanic sinking five days later or whatever it was it being orchestrated it's like where john jacob astor would die so that the federal reserve could you know work out and and be created and whatnot is perfect because he would die among thousands of others yeah and so <clears throat> there would be no suspicion drawn yeah to his death because None. then it's like oh well he just was an unfortunate soul yeah but meanwhile it, <laughs> it could have all very well been planned out
0: yeah you know it's crazy well a, a lot is crazy about this but just for example, I saw this video where they kind of gave you a transversal uh, cut, like showing the inside of the ship kind of like cut in half. And it showed that the, the lower class passengers on the Titanic, um, they were on like the fifth floor, I think, of the ship. And they were basically like in the basement of the ship, right? Like on the lowest level. And so when it started sinking, like they had to rush up to the high, like to the deck essentially of the ship, in order to get on a lifeboat. And what's wild to think about, and they claim that it's because immigration uh, protocol, like they required that every ship kind of had gates that were able to be locked at night to avoid passengers from lower class from going and sneaking up into upper class places and causing a riot. And so it's like the, the separation of class. Is, was very prevalent back then. It's like, if you're poor, then you you know your place. Like, you stay there. Like, past 10 p.m., like, you don't move. Like, yeah. you don't get out of here. So they would lock them, like prisoners. And apparently, when the ship was sinking in real life, they went down and they locked it. When they first realized that it was sinking, like the crew members, they, they didn't announce it for the lower class citizens. And so what they did is that they just orchestrated where all of them would go to the gates, Close in all of the poor people with children, babies, newborns, whatever it was, close them and lock them. And then, so that they would allow the upper class citizens to have the freedom and the time and the liberty to, you know, uh, get themselves together, composed, and find a lifeboat and prioritize them. And so, the aftermath of that is that 60% of the wealthy people made it onto a lifeboat. And I believe only 20%, or is it 12%? of the lower class citizens were able to even make it out alive
1: that's so crazy. so and they let
0: them like drown like they let it like banging like help yeah help, and, and stuff.
1: that's in the <clears throat> titanic movie even right you right. know where it's like There's the people with the people like trying to get out and they're like unlock the door and then they're just like ignored and stuff and then they kind of just brace themselves for what's going to happen and they just stay in their like little bunkers yeah. and and hold each other and then that's it which i'm sure was the case like families and couples and whoever else
0: yeah and, and apparently back then too like um when you would get your ship certified i guess or inspected um and approved for travel They would require a certain amount of lifeboats, but that was predicated not on the amount of passengers, but on the uh, weight of the ship, which makes absolutely no sense. And so they had, the Titanic had more than the minimum amount of lifeboats available for the passengers. And still, I forget how many of them actually made it onto lifeboats. I I don't know if you have the number.
1: Um...
0: But I know that it was like a huge gap in between the amount that were saved and the amount that did not have the opportunity to get on a lifeboat. I think like a few hundred of them uh, were not able to get onto one.
1: <clears throat> I have to search.
0: But I don't think like that's like important, honestly.
1: Um, of the only around 700 people made it onto lifeboats. What?
0: 700 people? Because yeah. I had read that. Okay, so they had enough but bo- uh, okay, so They had
1: enough for 1178 people.
0: And how many were on the Titanic?
1: It says like roughly 2200.
0: Yeah, that's like, crazy. Like like
1: 2200, but then on another thing it said like 3000. So I don't think the number is going to be like accurate.
0: Yeah, it's iffy.
1: Um, but it's going to be like in that range, like 20, like 2,000, like almost 3,000 kind of.
0: But my point is that they had only enough lifeboats for 52% yeah. of the population that was on the ship.
1: And and only <clears throat> 700 out of the 2,000? Yeah. yeah. That's so crazy.
0: And what's wild to me is that... It's
1: like a quarter.
0: And what's wild to me is that socioeconomic hierarchy prevailed even in the state of life or death, meaning that there were lifeboats that had the capacity for like 30 people and only like
1: 10 or something.
0: Yeah, like only like five people got on certain lifeboats because they were higher sp- paying citizens they were first-class citizens and they didn't want to share their lifeboat with any peasants or any strangers right and so the selfish nature of the human being still prevailed and that's what mind like blows my mind it's like you would think that in that state obviously it's it's every man for himself but still it's like you, you, like the people loading the lifeboats, like they just allowed that. Yeah. You, you know, it's like, oh no, because that's uh, whatever. He's the president of As whatever. As if it
1: mattered, you know, it's like, I don't think they were grasping the
0: your gravity money,
1: of everything that was going on. Like the money wasn't going to matter.
0: Yeah. Your, your money means nothing. Yeah. And I also wanted to say one thing too about what's crazy is that the captain of the ship, in my opinion, was in on it. Because he got multiple telegrams of warnings from other ships, because I feel like it's easy for us to forget that the Titanic was not alone in the ocean when this happened. Mm-hmm. you know, because if you watch the movie, if you like read about it, like read books about it, it creates this illusion that the Titanic was the only ship in the Atlantic at that time. and that's not true. Like there were multiple different ships and they all carried their own passengers and they were all like in close proximity to each other. And so the Titanic captain received a telegram. I think it was like a total of like more than 12 warnings about icebergs in this like icy area that was a hazardous area that all the ships were like avoiding. But what's interesting is that the captain chose to go as like at the fastest speed, knowing that he was heading straight into this icy hazardous zone.
1: That's so crazy.
0: And it gets even crazier when I present this next theory, which is called the Jesuit conspiracy theory. Right. Mm -hmm. And the Jesuit conspiracy presents another angle. Right. This theory suggests that the Jesuits, an influential Catholic religious order, orchestrated the Titanic disaster to consolidate their power. Proponents often cite a 1889 novel called Futility, which was written by Morgan Robertson. And in this novel, it remarkably predicts a similar disaster to not only the Titanic's, but what I'm about to say now—it's going to be mind-blowing. Uh, but hold on. So not only great uh, uh, disaster to the Titanic's as a cryptic warning of Jesuit plans, and then hold on, it goes in, uh, deeper here, right?
1: <clears throat> That's what she said.
0: That's what she said. Here's what's wild. Um, uh, hold on, guys. I'm just. Oh, it was about okay. Uh, captain Edward Smith, who was the captain of the Titanic, uh, he was an experienced sea captain who went down with the Titanic. Right, he is a central figure in this theory, alleged to have been a Jesuit temporal coadjutor, coadjutor, a term used to describe non-Jesuits who act on behalf of the society. His actions on the fate on the fateful night of April fifteenth, nineteen twelve has been scrutinized by proponents of the Jesuit theory. The theory also heavily cites the novella Futility, written in 1889 by Morgan Robertson. Um, Oh, sorry, 1898. Oh my God, I'm all over the place. Sorry. Published in 1898, the novella eerily predicts the Titanic disaster. It revolves around a fictional British ocean liner called Titan.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Which, like the Titanic, sinks after colliding with an iceberg on an April night in the North Atlantic. So the captain of the ship was a Jesuit. And so that means that he was a devout religious follower of this thing. And so you get a hyper-religious man who believes that crashing and sinking this ship is for some greater good, for some greater group to establish themselves. Or like this is a man that could easily be manipulated using religion by maybe J.P. Morgan, you know, who like told right, them like, "Hey, right. this is God. Like God is calling you to sink the ship, and and it'll be a noble sacrifice, and it'll make America better."
1: You know, uh, who knows? <clears throat> oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 Finish no. up. No, no. Finish your thing, though.
0: I think I think that's I think that's it because I'm just like changing in between articles here. Um. Yeah. Uh, as long as the Jesuit conspiracy is concerned that's about it it again it's giving me two dates by the way i think it's 1889 and the other article said 1898
1: (laughs) yeah i probably just like miswrote
0: yeah but the novel's name is called futility and the point is that that the name of the ship that sinks in that one is called the titan which is the name of the submarine that recently sank
1: i have something to say about that and but my conspiracy theory inside of the jesuits has to do with the illuminati Ooh. And I know that J.P. Morgan and, and Rockefeller, there are ties to the Illuminati. Especially the
0: Rothschild.
1: Rothschild, yeah. yeah. And so there's a theory that argues that the the Illuminati, through their network of agents and operatives, orchestrated the events leading to the Titanic's collision with the iceberg. And then it's saying that—hold on— um, that there's like a bunch of like symbolism Mm -hmm. and numerology associated with the Titanic and Illuminati, like people in the Illuminati often use like numerology and symbolism and like specific dates and numbers. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy is that the number 15, which is the date of the month that the Titanic sunk, April 15th. The number 15 uh, according to like the illuminati is often associated with change in numerology and the date of the month april which is the fourth month and the number four is sometimes associated with death
0: Whoa, so it's dude. like a
1: change that involves death mm-hmm. and then it's supposed to basically point out that there was spo- that there was going to be like a major disaster <laughs> that would lead to a great change which ties in with the whole like federal reserve thing right and then the craziest thing is that the, the name of the ship titanic which you just said titan um, titans in greek mythology were deities overthrown by the olympians oh which is God. the other name of the other ship the olympic the olympic <gasps> And then oh the sinking God. of the Titanic is literally meant to show that it's an overthrow of old powers to make way for new ones.
0: Wow.
1: And it's all like, and, and, it, and that makes it like kind of seem like it might be tied in with the Illuminati, but definitely tied in with like oh JP God. Morgan, uh, Rothschild, Rockefeller, all these people also associated with the Illuminati.
0: That's so insane because of the next conspiracy that we're going to talk about which is the insurance fraud which is the most popular one
1: and before you jump into that what's crazy is like if you think about it right what other objective would the Illuminati or the powers that be or whatever like the higher ups want other like for example the Federal Reserve was created so that the US could print money out of thin air yeah right And money is meant to control people. So Mm. what other way to better control people than with this new
0: currency, currency,
1: printing money, paper money. You know what I mean? And then it's like all tied in. And then again, just like you said, like uh, JP Morgan runs the bank, Chase, you know, Mm -hmm. super crazy.
0: And that's so wild. Like I've never heard of the way that you just phrased it. And it literally blew my mind because part of the insurance fraud, which is the, Uh, most known conspiracy and that's why we didn't start with that one because everybody kind of knows that one but it's that the titanic sister ship is called the olympic right and so mount olympus was the home of the titans at one point until the titans gave birth to the gods which is zeus and poseidon and hades Mm -hmm. in greek mythology and so it makes perfect sense that the fall of mount olympus was the fall of the titans and then the influx of the new gods of the new wave which literally to this day people consider the rothschild the rockefeller family and jp morgan you know chase it's the biggest bank in america i think they're the titans of like they're the gods of our society like they control everything and so just segueing um off of what you said the Olympic and the Titanic were indeed similar in design and built by the same company called Harland and Wolf, which by the way, they, they prided themselves in only hiring, um, I think it was, prote- uh, Protestants, uh, Protestant,
1: Protestants.
0: Yeah. So Protestant workers. And so they didn't allow any other religious, um, ty- uh, religion, religious types of people yeah. to like, work on it. But that's just a fun fact. And also, also, Uh, Let me just say this real quick for any of the hyper-religious superstitious folks out there. uh, The yard number 401 also bore the builder's hall number of 390904, which when you flip and reverse that, 390904, you flip and reverse it, it literally spells no pope, no pope, meaning like anti-religion, right? Like anti-establishment. And... It is tradition that when you inaugurate and you um, kind of like celebrate the uh, the creation of a new ship, it's custom that you break a bottle of champagne, I think, on the deck of the ship or you like throw it at the ship and the Titanic. When they did that, the bottle did not break. And that's a sign of unlucky. It's like it's a sign that that ship is doomed from the start. It
1: wasn't meant to set sail.
0: It wasn't meant to be. Yeah. So going into the insurance fraud, right? So following a collision with the HMS Hawk, which was a military ship, I believe, by the Royal British Army, if I'm not mistaken. In September of 1911, the Olympic had been severely damaged and was considered a financial drain by its owners. It literally cost them $800,000 $800,000 or would have cost them $800,000 to fix the wreckage on the Olympic and it cost them I think $7.1 million to create the Olympic and to build it and it was insured for $5 million. Damn. So so the insurance refused to even touch it because of this wreckage, right? So they had to like out of pocket do it. And then the conspiracy is that JP Morgan along with um, his partner, uh, owner of the White Star uh, Cruise Line, they wanted to deliberately sink the ship so that they can kind of like... It's like a big fu to the insurance company so that they can just reimburse them um, $5 million. Right. You know, because it was already kind of like a dead ship from the start. And so that led to a lot of conspiracy theorists arguing that the Olympic was patched up, labeled as the Titanic and then deliberately sunk to claim insurance money. A lot of money. Millions we're talking about here. And back then, millions was millions. Yeah. Like it was a lot of money, you know? Uh, this theory relies on the presence of certain cosmetic similarities between the two ships and a few supposed anomalies in the Titanic's construction records. Um, and then to your point with the lifeboats, a lot of survivors on of the Titanic, quote-unquote, claimed that a lot of the lifeboats had the name Olympic on it and Mm. not Titanic.
1: Interesting. Because they changed
0: it super quickly because this accident was leading up to the departure of the Titanic on its main voyage, you know? So they had to do, like, a quick ship. And it's crazy because there are photos of both ships literally side by side being kind of suspended, right, and being, like, touched up and, like, worked on. And so I literally imagined J.P. Morgan, Rothschild, Rockefeller just walking and just looking at them and being like, why don't we just swap them, you know? Like we swap them and then we kill the guys who are opposing us, you know? like They're like plotting just like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. It's literally a
1: plan for world domination. Yeah. It, and w- so it literally easy. was.
0: It's so easy to like do that. It's like a natural cause. I like died a natural cause.
1: And and apparently, like John Jacob Astor and and Isidore and the other guy that you mentioned, um, what was his name? Guggen Guggenheim or whatever? Guggenheim.
0: Uh hold on, I could tell you. I don't you.
1: remember. But
0: uh wait, wait, wait. Uh Benjamin Guggenheim.
1: So apparently the three of them were opposed to the like Illuminati's you know like they wouldn't comply with these plans that the illuminati was orchestrating uh to happen which was like the federal reserve and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. and so they didn't comply like my point is that they don't have they didn't have ties with the illuminati right so their like their views were different and they refused to you know kind of go with those plants Mm -hmm. from the start and then that's why um i don't know like i'm just tying it with the whole illuminati thing because i thought it was crazy
0: yeah yeah and and the last thing i think that ties into the whole illuminati occultism um aspect of it is uh hold on it's it's kind of far out but all of these are kind of far out but again just if you ever think like, oh, like that's like that's like those are a lot are a lot of um, moving parts. It's, it's really hard for you to orchestrate that. You really think they would do that. Just remember uh, yes. Epstein. Just just think about Epstein. Come on. Like it's in modern times with phones and everything like the, All of that happened and, and it was kept under wraps and, you know. So just think about that, man. Just think about that. Um, OK, so finally, right. The final theory or the final main one that really spiked my interest or, or piqued my interest is the curse of a mummy, Mm -hmm. an Egyptian mummy. And this theory presents a more mystical approach, obviously, right? So some people insist that the Titanic's fate was sealed when it took on board an Egyptian mummy, supposedly cursed to bring death and disaster to anyone who touched it or disrupted its peace, right? And people claim that there's no evidence like linking to this and all that. But what's interesting, and I... And I saw this in a video, or I read it in an article earlier today. I forget, but um. So this mummy, previous to this link to the Titanic, it had already sunken a ship, mm. like a few ships actually. Because when being transported, I think it sank like a few ships, maybe like three ships, when when being transported from like one museum to another, and when the original uh, British excavators or um, archaeologists kind of like dug it out or bought it or something like that. And then they were transporting it. It caused death. It caused uh, one man to lose his arm. It caused the death of the people moving the mummy into the museum, severe injuries, mysterious like freak accidents while moving this thing. And then a lot of people claim that it was on the ship. But then when they went and like, discovered the wreckage and they went in and they like searched for it they couldn't find it mm-hmm. but then another theory is that these powers that act in our world like they could have easily hired a private you know submarine group or a a private group to kind of retrieve that mummy
1: right or you know it could have, like even gotten away on one of the lifeboats i don't know yes oh, someone could know. have like
0: sneaked it away and so look According to the supernatural theory, the Titanic sank due to a cursed Egyptian mummy that was on board. The mummy, known as the Priestess of Amun, was supposedly purchased by journalist William Stead, who then, or Steed, Steed, I think, who then brought it, up, brought it aboard the Titanic. Steed, who was a well-known spiritualist, loved to recount the tale of the cursed mummy at the ship's dinner parties with other guests. After the ship sank, the mummy's curse was retrospectively blamed by some. And that just like really, really ignites your imagination. It's like it's a curse of an Egyptian mummy.
1: Yeah. And I I saw that there's like articles calling it like the unlucky mummy. Right. So yeah, there's yeah. like a theme, just like you said, where it caused. And what's interesting is that on one of our other podcasts where we were talking about the Denver airport and we were talking about that, that blue horse statue mm-hmm. outside of the Denver airport. The
0: demon horse.
1: The, the man who built it also died. Right. And so I think that there's something to be said about these things that people, uh, well, mummies are obviously like buried and preserved over years and years. But yeah. there's something to be said about these things that have connections to other people things you know be it mm-hmm. satanic be it whatever it is egyptian be it whatever it is and and then the curse that they hold right. over people who come into contact with it
0: i i uh, look i'm not superstitious but i'm a little superstitious. yeah and i believe in that shit <laughs> yeah 100 and and i just also wanted to point out this last thing that i that i forgot to mention at the beginning when when we were talking about the the submarine is that Similar to the Titanic, they decided to venture close to this hazardous, icy area that all the ships within the vicinity were warning each other through telegrams and saying, like, don't go this way because... And giving each other the the exact coordinates, the exact coordinates too. But my point is that both pilots, both captains of the submarine that recently imploded and the captain of the Titanic, they both... Ignorantly and stubbornly decided to operate with no moon. Right. Like apparently, it was a moonless night. You Mm. had no visibility.
1: That's so crazy. And
0: at that time, with the technology, and this was an advanced ship, like the most advanced ship of its time, apparently, they didn't have freaking radar, like radar, freaking eco-location or whatever you call it. Like, I'm not a freaking uh captain or a uh owner of a ship or whatever, but it's wild. And then even with the same technology, it's that little superstition. It's like, in my opinion, the Titanic is cursed. I don't know what cursed it. And I think that anything and everything that comes in contact with it is bound to be cursed. I'm surprised that James Cameron is even alive still. I'm surprised that he was able to, to go down. I think he said he he submersed himself not with the Ocean Gate Company because he said that he always found them sketchy, but with his own company or or his own you know colleagues or whatever he said that he's been to the titanic 37 times wow and so it's a miracle that he's still alive because Mm -hmm. i think that that thing is radioactive i don't know if it was a witch that cursed it if it was someone who was wronged by one of the many wealthy people on board if it was some mysticism of like the moon is related to it mummies egyptian mummies and all that jazz but something happened
1: and what's interesting, um, I know we're gonna wrap it up soon and stuff, but what's interesting is that oh, I just forgot what I was gonna say. Take your but, time. oh, exactly that—that that everything that we talked about, right, with J.P. Morgan mm-hmm. and then and then John, ja- uh, John Jacob John Jacob Astor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I wanted to make the connection with this Ocean Gate submarine with the um, what's his name again? with uh, the push
0: or something <laughs> rush with
1: the uh hold on a second with the hamish harding billionaire oh. british billionaire that passed away so then there must be some type of tie and yeah. then maybe this thing was rig, and so that's another theory too and then i just had one last theory about the titanic and it's super quick but no, no, it's, rush. it's something uh pretty interesting but apparently the in the months leading up to the titanic's voyage there was a coal worker coal worker strike in Britain, mm. which significant, significantly affected the availability of coal. And the White Star Line, which is the cruise line for the Titanic, the company that owned the Titanic, decided to move coal from other ships in its fleet in order to have enough coal and have enough fuel for its voyage, the Titanic's voyage. Mm. And then the conspiracy, the theory... sorry and then the conspiracy theory is that in the process of transferring the coal there was a fire that started inside of one of the titanic's coal bunkers and it wasn't fully extinguished before the ship departed Mm. and then the claim is that this fire (laughs) wink and then the claim is that this fire weakened the ship's structure and then played a significant role in the severity of the iceberg collision. So then, yeah. it colliding with the iceberg while this fire that wasn't properly extinguished or fully extinguished uh, compromised the structure. structure of the ship. And then, um, and then there is historical evidence that a fire did indeed break out in one of the coal bunkers of the Titanic. So that's a given. Oh, that's it's already crazy. proven. Yeah. So then it makes you wonder too, like if this was also something planned, why wasn't it properly extinguished before setting sail? And then there's like a theory, like part of the theory argues that the company knew about the fire and purposely didn't disclose this information to the passengers. and wanted to just cover it up to avoid any panic or cancellation of the mm. maiden voyage. Right. So then they would lose out their money if this was, you know, yeah. um, if this was revealed.
0: What's interesting adding to that is that I read too that um, when you start the process, I guess, of like burning coal on those old ships, it takes so much more effort and resource and time and money. Uh, to put out that fire and restart, and so usually they just continue that flame, and the speed of the boat is contingent to the amount of fire that's being, right? You know, just um, just set ablaze, um, on the ship, and so the the idea is that that's the reason why they, literally, sped head on at fifty one knots or whatever the ship lingo is, but it was in every newspaper that the captain of the Titanic was speeding, head-on collision, like speeding directly towards an iceberg, like knowingly. Mm -hmm. And so the confusion after it sank was like every newspaper at the time, New York Times, Washington Post, they were all finding people to blame. And a lot of these newspaper um, companies, they were owned by these three powerful men that we were talking about. Or there was like ownership involved, you know. And they were painting every one of these huge influential men who died with the ship. They were like damaging their reputation, their image, so that they can kind of like diminish the reputation of their estate and, and any of their children who would take on the throne or whatever. And they even said that one of the super wealthy men, I think it was the owner of the ship, like the the CEO of the company like the the company itself is owned by JP Morgan but then there's like a CEO and acting CEO Mm -hmm. and that he was one of the few passenger the few men that dressed as a woman to cowardly get on a lifeboat because during the initial stages it was women and children only Mm -hmm. and so he cowardly put on like a women's jacket or something and then covered his face got on a lifeboat and one of the lieutenant captains um, on the ship saw it and just let it slide because it was the owner of the ship.
1: That's so crazy. And so
0: they were de- like demasculating or emasculating all of these like titan of industries so that they can taint their images using newspapers that they partially owned. And then that's how they integrated themselves and kind of like took their thrones as the wealthiest right. people in the history of humanity.
1: Through defamation, basically. Yeah. It's like defaming that's crazy yeah, man so but yeah this was a loaded a little little loaded little there's like a little, a little bit a little something something
0: this was fun actually right
1: yeah it's just
0: like one topic i feel like it's way more liberating
1: and we can really <sighs> get into like different you the, know different things like mummy yeah. you know illuminati jesuits like all of these different theories that um really make you question because I don't think that anything is a coincidence or by chance. I think everything happens for a reason reason, as cliche and corny as that sounds, but
0: hashtag destiny.
1: Um, yeah. And, and I think that a lot of elites use their powers to kind of shape destiny.
0: A hundred percent.
1: And so we see that happening a lot. (laughs) Like we see that happening with the banks. We see that happening with AI now. Like there's a bunch of things that go on and, uh, and then you're not supposed like you're just supposed to turn your head mm. and just like the the irony is that the the tragedy of the Titanic was so so tragic, literally, mm-hmm. that people didn't even how do I explain it? Like there 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 was just so much just like nine eleven, right? Yeah. Nine eleven it was something that was like very uh full of grief and there were a lot of people who lost their lives and so that becomes the focal point and mm. then you kind of overlook all of these questions that you oh. have right mm. so like the 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 concept of the lifeboats and stuff like why were like why wasn't there enough space for every single passenger on the lifeboats like mm-hmm. were like in the worst case scenario where they just supposed to be people sacrificing themselves or you know yeah. which was the case like A they had of no choice right just
0: killed themselves yeah
1: and so yeah it's really interesting that because it's like such a tragic event that these conspiracies kind of get overlooked but with time people have been you know questioning things more and more which is what they did with 9-11 and now and they're doing it more now with the titanic because of the submarine uh and ocean gate thing and i think that yeah like you just can't overlook these things
0: you can't and also
1: question everything
0: the jury is still out in my opinion when it comes to like usually when these things happen and they get super super mainstreamed right like they get um talked about on every platform every news outlet is covering this um usually it's to distract us from something else And so the jury is still out because i haven't really like looked into it that much i'm still trying to figure out what is happening behind the scenes while everybody's focused on the titan submarine imploding something's happening behind the scenes something's getting approved some law is being passed and again if you know if you have knowledge of of this specifically feel free to comment below like let's start a conversation in the comment section Go on YouTube if you're on a podcast application. And
1: you know what's crazy is that I have a feeling that it's something to do with Biden. For sure. I don't know For like sure. because there there was a thing that leaked everything that was on Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah. It's a whole book. Yeah. It's like pages long like his business crimes, his sex crimes, his drug crimes, like yeah. all these things. And we've like skimmed
0: through it and we are it's even disturbing. thinking about doing like a full series but that would have to go on like Patreon or something because we can't really like talk about certain things. It's disturbing.
1: Yeah. Like we will probably get like de-platformed, but it's disturbing and and what's crazy is that it was just recently leaked and stuff and i feel like it's just like the kardashians where it's like one is getting the heat and then they kind of have to like give like some good news like oh guess who's pregnant and and now it's like courtney's pregnant so i'm guessing there's like something bad that happened that they're (sighs) trying to cover up or whatever
0: yeah who cares honestly man yeah
1: i don't care but see like you can't escape it. it's like i don't care but then i still have to know because it's like all over for whatever reason
0: because of the 24-hour news cycle
1: but <clears throat> but my point is that i think that it's something to do with biden mm-hmm. i don't know like that's just my inkling because yeah. of just you know there's a lot of tension building up to the uh you know election next year and the campaigns going on and all this stuff and robert f kennedy or whatever mm-hmm. his name was was on joe rogan's podcast so it's he like
0: he talks a lot like this i don't yeah the dude is jack
1: though did you see
0: yeah but why does he talk like stephen hawking's cousin dude like i don't understand like uh, i don't know this is gonna sound super insensitive because then someone's gonna be like how dare you he has a speech impediment he has this disease but like i think that if you're in power if you're in a position of, of leadership more specifically of the united states of america you have to be well spoken like say what you want about barack obama i'm not a fan of any politician per se um but he spoke like a like he spoke like a true statesman you know like he yeah. would speak charismatic he would completely like convince you and draw you in and i haven't seen a politician speak like that in that level of power in like like since yeah so to have robert f kennedy who like, the, i
1: mean it's still better than biden i yeah. think
0: <laughs> The, i don't know the, the sad reality is that, <laughs> is that yeah it's it, like always it's better there's yeah. always
1: something better but then it's like yeah like just like people who were in favor of hillary yeah for example and then they're like well it's better than trump but then hillary's involved in a bunch of fucking where are the bodies murders where the bodies? murders uh deleted emails like yeah. all of this stuff so then it's like yeah like is there a lesser of two evils like i don't know
0: i just can't wait and this is random um sidetrack uh comment but i can't wait until i see myself become alex jones throughout this like podcast i don't know who i'm alex gonna put jones on is. i'm gonna put on 200 pounds and i'm gonna start talking like this
1: who's alex Jones? show me the bodies
0: the frogs are gay Who's that? It's the guy I showed you that was friends with Joe Rogan. It doesn't matter.
1: Oh, oh, right. Yes, I, yeah. I, I know. the. Yeah, I know. I, I think you were watching him this morning. I was. I, I was watching his, his interview
0: man. on uh, Patrick Bet David's podcast, which is a great podcast, by the way. Like, he's a great um, interviewer. He also did one with Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate recently um, after they got released and they're under house arrest. But he was the first interviewer. Really great interviewer. Asks really great questions. Um, I was going to say one last thing before we close out. Speaking of Alex Jones, I was literally, because of that interview, he was promoting his book. And I think it's it's probably not the first book that Alex Jones writes, but it's the first one that I'm aware of. And I went on Amazon to check and its original listing price on Amazon was $33, right, for a hardcover. And it's currently, when I purchased it and I purchased it for this reason, it was 7 bucks for a hardcover copy really and it's because they're trying their best to not allow him the the establishment is trying their best to not allow him to profit and to and to make money essentially so even amazon is in on it obviously and i just found it super interesting so if you want to support free thinkers and and uh people who believe in free speech go on amazon spend seven bucks You know, even if only $2 go to Alex Jones, like help him out. And I'm going to check out the book and I'll read it and I'll let you guys know if it's good or not.
1: Well, there you go. A little promotion, free promotion, Alex Jones. It's not for free. so You got
0: to come on my podcast. You
1: better give us the $2 back. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I do want to have him on the podcast one day just to pick his brand new because he's like a fascinating individual. Him, I want to have just a bunch of people. Like I don't want to like put it out there too soon but, just a, yeah, bunch
1: people, yeah. a bunch of people yeah yeah because you never know if that changes next year yeah i don't know someone gets canceled then yeah maybe anyone... well
0: he already got canceled a lot so if you know Alex jones you know what he's well, going well that's right
1: interesting now. right like you would want someone who's gotten canceled because then there's yeah. like something to talk about there
0: offer them a platform which is what i think um patrick bet david has been doing like he's brilliant in that sense like he's not afraid like he's offering his platform which probably took him years to create to put together and there's a lot at stake for him personally. And he's still offering the platform to Alex Jones, Andrew Tate, the Tate brothers, and so. But again, constitutional right, free speech. We gotta uphold it. But yeah, guys, so this was episode number 40 of the podcast of the new format. One thanks for oh one topic a day. Um, let us know if you enjoyed this format, if you enjoyed this banter, this um, focus on one specific topic per day. And if you did drop a like on the video that's the best way to support us as creators it lets youtube know that this video is worthy of pushing forward and lastly don't forget to um comment below what topic you would like to see us discussing on a future podcast episode
1: on a future podcast on a
0: future see i'm talking like robert um
1: yeah thanks for tuning in uh don't forget it's never wrong no oh. i'm kidding <laughs> you were interrupting me just for that no i was kidding and I, forget. I did want to say thanks for tuning in though yeah it's been a while we have not posted in another month again yeah. um but yeah and fingers is... crossed that this works out and, yeah. and, and Callie's nice to me and... oh
0: and gabriella's not anxious and stressful um and Callie's record. not
1: stressed all the time mm, yeah
0: yeah Uh and yeah guys Mm -hmm. um, anything else that's all All alright so with that being said don't forget that it's never wrong
1: to be mentally gone peace Peace to the the world. world